tweet at SFM Radio and at Patricia N. Dooley. Let's welcome our next A-team guest, Charles Ikerman, who's the director for iOS Solutions. And we are talking about, um, you know, the ability for the manufacturing industry to adapt and thrive amidst the challenges of infrastructure and consistent and um, power cuts in South Africa. Charles, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening, Patricia. Thank you for having me. Now, Charles, we know that manufacturing plays a huge role in the GDP of any country. But in South Africa, we've seen our manufacturing output slowly trickle down and uh, investors who are within manufacturing also putting out, sadly. And uh, one of the factors has been the fact of our infrastructure and our power supply not being consistent. I mean, I talk now, when I left my home to come to work, I was load-shedded. Most of this week, we were load-shedded twice in my area mm. and it's all scheduled so obviously this affects the businesses around there so how do you believe that manufacturing can be able to adapt and also thrive within these challenges well yeah um, i mean manufacturing is between a rock and a hard place at the moment because of all this unpredictable uh, load shedding and so on and um, i think the, the the quickest way that you take a manufacturing environment out of its rhythm um, uh, where you we, uh, is to actually just to stop it and shut it in the middle of a process. So certain uh, manufacturing processes just can't afford uh, to stop right in the middle of a uh, of, of a cycle. But I think in terms of how you plan it is probably the key, and and that makes it difficult because quality goes down, efficiencies goes down, um, machines break because the average machine doesn't like to stop in the middle of a, of, of a cycle. So you have to plan those things probably a bit more careful. Um, and we do have some sort of idea in terms of the schedules when, we, when these plant uh, um, uh, outages do happen. And I think manufacturing environments just need to be a bit more cautious in terms of how they plan those, those cycles and maybe do other activities when those uh, lockdowns do go. But yes, it's a, it, it is a, it is a, it is a very difficult scenario. So this means that uh, manufacturing um, uh, companies need to now learn new ways in order for them to be able to adapt. Most definitely. I think there's two key elements. Uh, the one is to have a, a form of predictability and a form of visibility. So if you have uh, visibility in terms of what is going to happen, not just in terms of power supply, but also visibility in terms of what's happening inside the manufacturing plant. So if a certain machine has, uh, uh, gives you indicators that, you know what, it's on the verge of breaking, you don't want it to break, uh, especially whilst you have power. Um, you would rather plan, uh, pl- plan certain maintenance. You would rather want to plan certain cycle times in a, in, a, in, a, in a better way. But for that to happen, you need to have a visibility on the second of what happens inside that manufacturing plant. And I think that's the key. You can't just manufacture like business as, as, as usual. It is business as unusual uh, in, in our South African context. Sure, A-teamers, if you're in the manufacturing industry, I'd like to hear from you. How badly have these power cuts affected your business and your bottom line? Uh, please do a WhatsApp on 0614104107 or send an SMS to 41391. You can also call on 011-714-2006. We are talking to Charles Ikerman, who's the director from IOS Solutions. Charles, another thing, other than just, you know, um, uh, um, power cuts, 
and being able to adapt to constant uh, load shedding from ESCOM is, is, is the fact that can manufacturing companies utilize alternative power sources which might be more efficient and more um, stable as opposed to being fully reliant on uh, the ESCOM power grid? Um, of course. I think it's just where it comes into uh, heavy manufacturing where huge amounts of power are required. It uh, it will require quite a bit of an outlay, capital outlay, to actually have those kind of power supplies in place. But certainly there is there's new new technology available in terms of the, the type of efficient machines and motors and so on that's being used. But let's say someone has got a smelter and they've got a furnace. They need a large amount of power, which they would not be able to generate themselves with any form of generator, well, at least not efficiently. So, so certainly, I mean, you can see it at the shopping centers, how they create these parking lots with all these uh, solar panels on top there, you know, and feeding that into batteries and just to try and create a bit of a more sustainable, uh, sustainable supply of power in the environments. But certainly um, your average machines, um, which may be a bit aged uh, over time, I mean, to replace all of those would need quite a bit of a capital outlay for, uh, for, modern, uh, uh, for modern electricity consumption. So, yes, it's possible, uh, but I think um, it's uh, – and then obviously you would look at the long term. If you make those investments, what is going to be your return to, to be efficient? So it's a cash issue. And it's an also a long-term sustainability issue in terms of making those kind of investments. But sure, there are options, but um, it, it, it is quite a costly exercise to provide electricity. ESCOM electricity is probably still the cheapest possible way to feed your, your, your manufacturing plant with, uh, with power. Cheapest way, but also not the most reliable way. Let me go to Colin in Cape Town. Colin, good evening, Atima. Good evening, good evening, good evening to your guest. I'm a retired um, engine, not engineer, I worked in engineering, tool making, fitting and turning and all that. We used to have uh, what I call the um, CNC machines and welding um, machines, profile machines and those things. You know, uh, I'm talking about now, I'm retired now 12 years ago. And when we did have a power failure, which, what, which uh, wasn't due to ESCOM, uh, it was just a power failure. And we found problems to reset that whole machine. We had, um, if you were um, in a tool-making shop and you had a CNC machine and you profiled the whole uh, mechanism um, to uh, cut, it even turned everything, it did everything. But as soon as we had a breakdown, we had what I call a stutter, a problem. Now I wonder, I'm talking about a good many, well I'm retired now 11 years or so, but uh, when we did find that, it was a problem. I wonder what the problem is now in engineering when you have breakdowns every now and again, every four, five, six, seven hours. Does that not um, uh, affect manufacturing? Because we had, as I say, a, a small problem in those years. So I'd like to ask your guest, 
is it more um, is it more um, uh, with Eskom's power failure now? Is manufacturing going down, or are they losing more hours, or what are these? Thank you very much so for the. Understand cl- what I'm, I'm trying to get at. Um, I'm sure, uh, Dr. Ikerman, uh, Ikerman, do you yes. understand it? Okay. So thanks, yes. Colin. Uh, Charles, you can go ahead. Yeah, no, I think um, most definitely. I mean, those years, these years, it's, uh, it's the same principle. It is a CNC machine, as you mentioned. I mean, that's a computer. It's a computer that drives uh, heavy machinery and that says, you know, that certain actions have to take place. And it's like a computer. If you take a normal computer and you just simply plug it out, there are going to be corrupt uh, corruptions created in that computer. I mean, a CNC machine is just a glorified computer. So the principle is still true. Now, if you, if you had a problem then, just imagine the challenges that uh, current manufacturing has. So hence, at least with the with the with normal um, load shedding, I think planning those uh, load shedding schedules into your manufacturing cycles is what is business is unusual in, in in i mean you're still going to have those breakdowns like you had 10 years ago but uh, at least not be uh, influenced that much with the current uh, load shedding so that you can plan that machine to stop before it goes into that cycle so that it doesn't stop right in the middle of a, of a process um, if you if you do that that machine certainly is going to be damaged because there's a new there's a spike it also happens the moment the electricity comes back on, and you certainly don't want to push that electricity spike through that CNC machine. It needs to be offline, and then you just uh, um, gracefully bring it online again. I think that's, but, but that's the challenge. It's, it, you have to plan it. You can't just leave it and say, well, it's going to stop at some stage. Plan it more, 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 a bit more predictable. Now, in terms of the solutions that you provide, uh, Charles, could you just take us through them so that our A-teamers are able to understand what is out there for them to assist their businesses? Yes, I think uh, if you look at traditional manufacturing where components are manufactured and people take uh, take a tally sheet in terms of what the output was and so on, that was very much yesterday's way of doing it. These days, you want the, the information on the second. You would want visibility of what the state of your manufacturing plant is and what your output is on the second. And the only way you can do that is that you get the information straight from source. In other words, you want the feed of the, of the CNC machine, as just been mentioned, or a programmable logical controller, as we call it, which is just a PLC, which runs that manufacturing plant. You want the information straight from that, from that source in a visible way so that you can see on the second what is happening in the in that plant. Once you've got that, your ability to make decisions in terms of what the output is, predictability in terms of what your delivery schedules del- delivery schedules are going to look like, predictability in terms of when those machines are potentially going to break down, that's the core. So just in terms of the IoT solution principle, it is feeding straight into the machine and those logs, as we would call it, which is just you know telling us what's happening, to give us that information on the second and to give us a full visibility of that manufacturing plant uh, in a, with with one with one look, we would know exactly what's going on without anyone running around in the plant. 
Charles, how do people get in touch with uh, IoT Solutions? Well, they're more than welcome uh, to send us a mail at, at info at IoT Solutions, or they're more than welcome just to, to give me a call. Um, I can I can leave you my number, uh, 083-449-6052. More than welcome to phone me, and I'll point them in the right direction. Excellent. Thank you very much, Charles, for joining us. It's officially two minutes after 11, and it's time for the news with the beautiful Zalega Potasha. Good evening, Zalega.